Why Nickers? Bernard pulls the trigger. And this is a brand. Nickers is a brand. Allen Houston. Nickers means Lord. Once a neck, always a neck. What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning in to Nick Ishigachi Boys, Mo, Faiz, and Sid. Uh, the Knicks have yet again lost three in a row. The latest was against the 13th seed. That's right, 13th seed, Orlando Magic. And we're going to get into all of that. But first, check out nick-ish.com and copy yourself the new Nickish Navy hoodie on sale right now. And while you're at it, give us a five-star review on all podcasting platforms. Now bringing in my guy, Faiz. What's going on, bro? Um, I'm, I'm doing good, man. Ramadan Mubarak to all that celebrate, you know. um. Aston, so well, uh, if I'm a little low energy, forgive me, but uh, kind of kind of coinciding with the the Knicks right now, a little bit low energy, maybe preparing for playoffs. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not doing horrible. How are you doing, Sid? So this is gonna be this might be an awful question. Is like the 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 Hodge to Mecca? Is that like is that like Ramadan's playoffs? <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of is. It's the month right before, so you, you kind of got it on the money. <laughs> Oh gosh! Yeah, I don't know how to answer that, but I, no, know, I, love that. Oh, yeah. I guess he's right. Maybe. Yeah, oh, I mean, I, I haven't contended for one of those hot playoffs in uh, in a minute. So hot oh, play. <laughs> gotta, gotta, gotta start prepping. Inshallah for the playoffs, brother. Inshallah, let's go. That's what you like to hear. Let's go. Oh gosh, <laughs> I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got. Oh, yeah, no, my the the weed is the weed is weeding today. <laughs> I wish it could weed for me too. <laughs> I wish it could. Oh, bro, this is not good. <laughs> no, it's great, bro. Don't don't. Yeah, even... You gotta show off, bro. Come on, come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Sid was like, "Yeah, man, I'm out of water right before the pot." I'm like, "Me too, brother." Oh, <laughs> me shit. too. <laughs> oh. No, no, no. I didn't even pick up all my When people do all that, I, come on, man. Live your life. Don't do not do that. The whole point of it is for us to continue living our lives. Well, right, you know? right, right. No, do I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a hell of an intro. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing I'm doing good. Um, I'm probably not like one of those sky is falling Knicks fans. Um, It's the end of the year. It's It's tough. It's there's a lot of nonsense going on and knowing that the Knicks are comfortably in the playoffs, whether that comfort level be a three or a six uh, or a four or a six is to be seen. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. And we'll we'll obviously get more into it, but I'm not worried. Julius Randle is Julius Randle. <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. We're, we're feeling good right now. I'm glad because I am a little bit worried. I mean, they are like a game and a half away from the sixth seed. They're I mean, sorry, the, the yeah, the sixth seed. So seventh seed, whatever. They're a game and a half away from the play-in tournament, and that that worries oh, me a little bit. Great. They are. They lost three in a row. I mean, how many three-game losses, consecutive losses, do we have to see as Knicks fans? Especially when we have eight games left in the season. Brunson might be questionable for tomorrow's game, and. Without Brunson, I'm worried, man. I The pressure will continue to rise with each game, and we're seeing that when the pressure rises, 
Randall and Tibbs are not making the right moves, uh, especially uh, I'm not gonna say one over the other. They're both they're both uh, petering, teetering. Fuck man, this this fast is getting to me. They're both right. teetering when the pressure's there, and when it comes to the playoffs, the pressure's at at its max. And right. like I need to see them pull through in these high pressure moments to to feel confident that they'll play well in the playoffs, even if we make the playoffs. Because right now, I don't think we're a lock. Okay, so I will. I'll say that I'm going to disagree with with pressure. Um, I, I think this year, every every time the Knicks have been kind of backs against the walls, they they've responded very well. And specifically, Julius Randle has responded fairly well. And and any times where his critics are are extra loud, so um, one of those losses was what a fifty seven point game from Julius Randle. <laughs> like yeah, the eight for eight yeah, line, from Torian Prince, man. Don't that was insane. Yeah, so like am I annoyed a little bit? Sure, but like I don't think worried is the word I'm thinking of yet. So Faiz, how how you feeling about it, bro? No, I'm with you because um you know we know that the Knicks and especially Tibbs the, the type of defense he employs where he's really relying on the three point variance and like how the three point shot will not be falling for the other team and benefiting us. But you look at two of those games, the Timberwolves games where uh Torian Prince is going unconscious <laughs> eight for eight, scoring more than he did in the last eight games together or something in one game. So you know th- that that game I'm gonna call is kind of like a, a wash. I know a lot of literally a clusterfuck of what the fuck. That that's yeah. what I'm yeah, a clusterfuck like, of what the fuck, on, bro. The Timberwolves without Conley Towns, Anthony Edwards scoring 140 points, and the Knicks still kept up, scored 134. Like, I'm not, I wasn't too concerned about that game. The loss always sucks, but it, it, not too concerned. Uh, the Heat game, I was a little bit more concerned because you saw a little bit a uh, level of like competitiveness that I wanted to see a little bit more from the Knicks. But you know, I, it is what it is. I'm not gonna go too much into it. That game was in Miami. Mm-hmm. The Magic game again, I felt like a lot of it was variance because. Yeah, sure, the beginning of the game, the Knicks were slow to start. They weren't really getting it. But the end of the game, Matt, I saw Cole Anthony and these guys making some shots where I was literally, like, jaw-dropped. Like, come on. So it happens. It's the NBA. Like, you know, any given night, the Knicks should should have been more prepared for these given nights. And I will say that I do believe that not pressure, but – no, you know what? It is pressure. Pressure does have something to do with the mentality that maybe Julius Randle is cracking a little bit. But I am with Sid in terms of I'm not too concerned in front of a like the the next few games. They still have a few more games between now and the playoffs where um Julius Randle and the, the and company have like time to get their mentality right. And on top of that, the Knicks have been benefiting from the Nets and the Heat just duking it out. Like, you, you're seeing the Nets and Heat jump on top of each other for, for the seedings. I think the Nets beat the, the Heat last night by 29. Like, it's, it's, it's working out for us. So, um, I'm, I'm just hoping that it, it goes the way it does. Even if the Knicks end up a six seed, like, if we have to play any of those top four teams, it's kind of going to be similar. So, I'm not I'm right. not too concerned, you know? Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm, Go ahead. Uh, oh. Jinx, you owe me a soda, I guess. <laughs> You're going to be the one drinking, I guess. Because <laughs> been... it's not going to be me. Sizzling <laughs> just on thin ice this whole time. We're picking you off the pod, man. I'm, I'm flustered. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> I, don't Yo, even I feel my soda. throat getting dry. This is not good. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was going to say, like, uh, we kind of touched on a little bit. But um, or do, do we think that, you know, the Julius Randle and what some people are calling temper tantrums, I I guess, like 
uh, and that kind of clears how I feel about it. But how, how do you guys feel about um, what, what some are saying are old habits like in Julius Randle cracking under pressure? Yeah, I mean, I think there's merit to it because he got that technical foul at the Timberwolves game. I was there live, man. That was that was an insane experience seeing him draw 57 points. But in the last minute, he chucks the ball at the at the hoop or whatever. He chucked the ball and he got attacked for it and that pretty much locked the game and we 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 were done from there. But you know, we right. saw we saw Jane Butler making a crying face at at Julius Randle for a good reason because all Randall does now, it feels, is just crying to the refs. And he's just he's just bringing that care and energy on the court, and I don't think that's that's really the ideal approach to it. I mean, he could talk to the refs if he if he wants, but like, how many more times are we gonna have to hear about Randall trying to acknowledge his mishaps of complaining on the court because he did it two years ago in that piece? He did it earlier this season where he said, "I understand that my teammates wouldn't want to be around a guy who's who's acting the way I'm acting last season." but yet he's acting like that again and again. And I understand that it's something that he's working through, but it's coming at the expense of games. And it's it could, again, I don't know how things are in the locker room. Maybe it's just on court. It, he's like this, and then afterwards he makes up for it. But, I mean, like how, how many times are we going to see him getting up to his, his own teammates' faces? I mean, it can't be IQ. IQ's the guy. He can't, like we've we seen it last year. He did it to OB. And it's, just, it's just vibes get affected in that way. And, there are different ways to approach referees versus barking at them at every time you disagree with them. And all, all we're seeing is just him barking. I mean, we've seen players, they're so they're players that are way better than Randall who approach it differently. I mean, put an arm around and talk to them. Don't bark at them because they're not going to want to help you at the end of the day. They're people too. Right. So approach it differently. Keep your, keep your calm. I have no doubt about his talent in basketball. And I think that we're only, in the position that we're at because of Randall and even Tibbs, but at these moments where it's critical that you keep your cool and you're able to channel that energy in to make winning plays and not let it affect everyone else, that is a problem for me. Okay. Um, Faiz, how, how you feeling, bro? Because I, I have thoughts, and they're, they're going to be the complete opposite of, of what you said, so I'm, I'm preparing you for that. <laughs> I, mean, I, I feel like uh, former head coach of the Knicks, Jeff Van Gundy, said it best. I don't know if you guys saw his uh, quote in the New York Post. He's saying that emotion and passion lead to better play, but lack of emotional control and poise leads to lesser play. And I, I think all of that is true in terms of uh, we like – like that's what makes Julius Randle different from a guy like Sabonis where he has this intense passion which can lead to those 57-point nights. It's just – being able to control that passion is what could make him one of those like top 15, top 10 players where we see guys like Kevin Durant, for example, like utilize that emotion and uh, use it to make buckets and, and continue to win games. So um, I, like, it's not that I'm like fully concerned. It's just, I want to see Randall use these moments as like learning moments. Cause we saw something similar in that Hawk series in, in the playoffs where he was clearly getting flustered and, and frustrated by getting those double teams coming to him. And he was able to overcome that um, in what we saw this year. So I'm hoping that having Brunson by his side helps ease that, that, um, that, that uh, concern and whatnot. But I mean, like at the end of the day, you got to ride with Randall and die with Randall. Like it's, it's too late for us to like, really like, do anything else he's on the team like he's brought us to where we are so i'm not happy that he's like all he's doing all this but like at the same time i'm not like way like way way too concerned i'm hoping that i'm just hoping that brunson at the end of the day can help ease his his tensions and whatnot because you have to also remember that 
Brunson is coming back for these three games. Like he's not fully. I, I don't think he's like. Yeah, maybe he's like scoring and whatnot, but I, like you know, he's still ramping back up. And I'd rather have them take it slow with Brunson and then be prepared for these playoffs. So I think these next few games that we have in between now and the playoffs, like I said, is going to be a huge factor in how they can prepare themselves. And games like the the a game against the Rockets that we have tomorrow, it's going to be a huge jumping pad, leaping pad for these guys because. Get together, beat up on a bad team, and feel good about yourselves. <laughs> if the opposite happens, it could go south real quick, though. So yeah. So I'll start off with saying, um, officiating across all sports, the past. Uh, how long ago was the um, the 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 replacement referees for the NFL? Um. That was like what 2018, 2019, something, something like that. that. Oh my Not god, they've been so that. bad. It was at least then. five years ago. Right. I, I think that started for whatever reason a a myriad of terrible refereeing across all leagues that we've that we've all seen. And I I guess when the NFL decided that um that these people were replaceable, then officiating started to decide that. If we are replaceable, then we don't have to do our jobs at the highest level that we that that is expected of us. And I, I don't know if that's the mentality. And, and, and I know that there's a human error element to to refereeing, which makes which makes all of this very. um Strange. Yeah, strange is a, is, a, is, a, is a nice word, but I, but I think that with with poor officiating across all sports, I, I think it's very difficult to go through an entire season, you know, be an all NBA talent and then be an all-star, everything like that. And then be like, and then have referees treat you like you're not. And we know that like refs do have like internal biases towards, towards or, or against guys and stuff like that. So I, I think a lot of what Julius Randall feels in those moments are probably for lack of better words, disrespect. And Eventually, you have to get past that because I don't think Julius Randle will ever really crack top 15, top 20 players in the in the NBA for being serious. But like. That's kind of the give and take that you have to that you have to have with referees and things like that. Um, do I think that old habits are popping up? No, I think that this is a very passionate Knicks team that is that they they respond to to their fans they they respond to pressure they respond to criticism and you know that's that's what they're going to do and when fans get a little rowdy and upset and things like that they get a little rowdy and upset so i don't think this is julius randall uh, having temper tantrums or anything like that going into going to the playoffs I, I think this is just a very passionate version of julius randall that you know, we we have some we have some bad mistakes, and and even at like barking barking at guys and and even guys on the team, I I think that, you know, I don't want to say, I, I don't want to say like it's a race thing, but like we see Tom Brady do shit like that, and he's just a passionate white guy. So like, <laughs> sometimes like, hey, you just gotta you just gotta sometimes you just gotta yell. Like I get it. You just got to yell. You just got to express the fact that you're upset. And um, yeah, I, I think that when all of this is happening, Julius Randle scored 57 points while this is happening. The passion is is turning into buckets for sure, for sure. Is it finishing games? No. But again, 
That's why we have Jalen Brunson. That's why we have these other guys who are able to finish games for us and be able to say like, hey, um, we're here to take some pressure off of you. So I think that we're seeing the results of a, of a less than healthy Jalen Brunson. Uh, RJ is starting to get back into the groove of things, but still kind of deferring in ways that he hasn't before because I, I probably... You know, it's it's been a long season for RJ. It's been it's been a real long season for RJ, and I'm and I'm just hoping that it can all come together for him as like a third or fourth best player on your team, especially for the playoffs, because you need him to, if not keep pace with, ideally Cleveland's guards Donovan Mitchell, or not not even keep pace, just do enough to make sure that um that they're not completely winning the matchup. Like you, you can't get game the entire way through. So I, I think what it comes down to is it's a lot of passion from Julius Randall and it's, it's being a leader, it's being emotional and it's, it's kind of like, it's a nitty gritty team. So like nitty gritty teams yell at refs and they get upset and they throw basketballs. And it's unfortunate to see like in times where it's losing you games, but like that passion in the playoffs, literally in nine games from now, uh yeah, we have eight games left on the schedule, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, eight games left on the schedule. Yeah, and nine games from now, ideally, that first game, if you know, if he opens up and it's all energy and everything like that in the garden or wherever we're playing, we're gonna like it. People are gonna be happy. So, um, and I guess this can kind of roll over into the next um into the next kind of topic. Um, is there any real concern about uh like the standings and and the play in and let's let's say the Knicks do have to play the play in. Are you are you guys concerned that the Knicks will lose those games or that game or whatever whatever way the play in works at yeah. this point? Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you're a Knicks fan, you know luck is in a, isn't always on our side. If we're talking about a one game elimination matchup, then yeah, right. I, I'd be highly concerned as a Knicks fan that we're not going to be able to make the playoffs if we're in the play in tournament. But mm-hmm. I want to touch a little bit back on the. I don't want to backtrack too much, but on Randall, I mean, I'm with it for the energy. I'm with it for the passion. Um, he does get on the refs a lot, but he is, he's like 13th in the league in free free throws attempted. So he does get his free throws at the end of the day. And I'm, it's just when he's publicly yelling at his own team, whether it's an assistant coach or whether it's his own teammate mm-hmm. and doing it time and time again, where to the point where in the last, week or two is becoming a commonplace and if his own teammates i just i'm just speaking as i'm just projecting as if you know i don't know i don't know how they are but i know if if there's a guy that i always have to watch out that he's going to start yelling at me or my teammates or everybody else that's going to cause technical fouls where he might get kicked out of the game and he's necessary to win games then yeah it's gonna it's like a extracurricular in an already tough matchup or already heated game that's unnecessary right uh if you're frustrated you're frustrated but we've seen that julius randall's at his best when he's not projecting that frustration uh when he did wasn't doing it two years ago we've seen it many games this season when he's focused and just bringing that energy with every he's he's dunking hard a lot and i think that that helps him but right. i think those games where he's where he's clearly frustrated is when we lose those games just statistically. And I'm hoping that he starts putting things together. We can't just keep relying on Jalen Brunson to be on the court next to him to, to ease off that, you know, to cool him down. But I don't know. Right. Um, but yeah, yeah, no, it, you're fine. 
to yeah. answer your question, if the Knicks were in the playing tournament, yeah, I I'd be worried because I've seen I I that'd be like that's Nickish as fuck, bro. If we're in the playing tournament, we lose and we have to wait till <laughs> next season. Like that's that's where the term came from originally. So yeah, <laughs> that's where that came from. That's awesome. <laughs> what do you think? Um, man, I think that if Randall's last name was Randolovich, this whole conversation would be a whole different thing. Like I always see those memes like. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I, I agree. It's frustrating. It sucks to see. But at the end of the day, like, these are high-level basketball players. I think they all know Julius Randle on a personal level. They've been playing with this guy for three years. I don't think there's any malintent there. I think they can they can respect that. You know, sometimes guys are getting frustrated. Tempers are flaring up. You're losing to the magic. Like, it's it's frustrating. Like, you don't, you don't want to lose to one of those teams. So I, I'd hope that these other teammates, but I, I do see most point of view in terms of nobody wants to deal with that. But I hope that these high-level players can look past that and come together for this type of moment. And I love... Love seeing that the challenge that IQ is being put through and him rising to the occasion, answering in press conferences after talking, being a being a professional. I don't know what it's going on behind closed doors, but seeing him be a professional and and really take accountability when he really doesn't need to take accountability and be a be that guy for Randall, you know, putting his head on his shoulders and whatnot. I love that from the team. I feel like if anything, hopefully he can bring them all together. But I'm I'm, I'm actually not concerned about the plan at all. I think. We've seen this team, like this specific team. Uh, like if you had told me about the the fourth seed team, maybe back then I wouldn't be concerned because obviously I'm an optimistic Knicks fan. But looking in hindsight, I'd be much more concerned about that team because it felt, felt a lot more fraudulent. But this team, it feels like if they have to go in a situation that's like the play-in, they are completely battle-tested. They are ready to play a game like that. And it depends on the matchup, really. Like, um, we're saying that if they fall to the play they have to be the seventh seed. That basically means the Nets and the Heat confirm the fifth and sixth seed. So those are two, like, the Nets not as much, but the Heat, that means basically we don't have to play. Like, then we have to play a team like the Hawks, like the Raptors, the Bulls. And once you're in that seventh seed, you have two opportunities to play. You play the first game and then you have another game. Ideally, I think I really think the Knicks could win the first matchup if they're playing a team like the Hawks. Like I feel like we've been kind of we're we're much more ready than that team. And that Hawks team is much different than that fourth seed team that we talked about, the ones that outed us and went on to go to the Eastern Conference Finals. So, you know, me talking shit about the Hawks is not unwarranted. I'm not really too scared about a team that let go of uh, Kevin Herter to re-sign Bogdanovich, blah, blah, blah. You know, like so I, I, I'm confident. I'm confident in this Knicks team. And I want, like Sid said, you know, this team is uh, bouncing off our energy. And I want to exude that type of energy towards our team because, man, we got a, we got a point guard. Right? You know, it's it's awesome. It's awesome to have a guy that you can trust and put, put together that. Because even on the team, when we go cold, we have Jalen Brunson to, to keep us in, to reel us back in with those buckets and whatnot. So, you know, call me crazy, but having a point guard like Jalen Brunson, the talk of the town, Gives me this confidence that I never had before. Yeah, I I, I feel the same way. <laughs> you know, call me crazy. At least you're calling, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, nah. So, yeah, I, I feel the same way. Um, I'm super confident about winning a play-in. Like, come on. And even if we lose that, like, come on. They're, they're, I just think the way that the Knicks have played this year, there's no – I don't think there's a real scenario – in which there isn't a seven game series that has a game six in the garden or something like that. Like, I, I just don't think there's, there's a way where New York fans don't get playoff basketball. And that expectation 
is way higher than what anyone had projected aside from like maybe the guys over at Nick's wall. <laughs> like I know like Sean and uh, Sean is like the most positive person in the world and he'll like project a, a 50 win Knicks team <laughs> and no matter what. So That's like, strong. yeah, no, he's the best. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> like, um, I, yeah, I, I think that that's what it comes down to. I, I I just don't see a way where the Knicks don't have a playoff series and we're not in the garden having a grand a grand spanking time, like like doing shit. And then I, I think um, it, we're going to deviate a little bit because you said one of my favorite words, I guess probably one of my least favorite words, but maybe favorite words. You said one, uh, uh, what is it, winner go home, like one one game tournament or whatever. NCAA tournament. How are we feeling, fellas? How are we feeling? I want to say astonished just because all those top seeds got got upset, but excited because, you know, underdogs all day, man. That's all you want to see. Like, love seeing that there's only one bracket alive. Like, it's probably some random guy who's super drunk at a bar and was like, I'm going to pick all the upsets. Fuck this. (laughs) He's like, yeah, I'm picking FAU, Miami. (laughs) Yeah, I live in Florida and probably just like fucking basalt or something. I mean, but that's what college basketball is all there for. Like, you know, it's it's nice to take away from the, the grind of the NBA to see these young kids like, Really, just step the fuck up, you know. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. I, I love watching the NCAA. I love watching it with my uh, watching it with my little cousin and my little brother because they're always like they're just so used to NBA. Whenever they're watching March Madness with me, they're like like their reactions are like people on the sidelines. It's so right. entertaining. Like, uh, and I, I know I know you always got a little skin in, in, in the NCAA, so I, I know I know you excited. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm a talk your shit, talk your shit. Nah, I, I don't have at this point. I don't have any skin in an NCAA tournament. Just know, um, I I always you know college basketball always has like a special place in my heart. Like it it sucks that we're now noticing like college basketball kind of sucks because uh because we all, like you know we always knew that a little bit. You know, so as it as right, so like there's not shot making isn't there defense. Like I I think I was at a bar and it's talking about like and it was like. So and so went seven minutes without scoring is just like that's gross. <laughs> like that's so nasty. It's NCAA basketball. It's March yeah, Madness. it's it's <laughs> awful. Like I really do hate it, <laughs> but like it's so much fun to like just watch and everything like that. And then like I I think for like it, it's really awesome that that like UConn is is doing their thing because like that's tri that's tri-state like msg is like northeast right msg is like their second home and shit so like that that's really cool and i I think one thing that's that's really gonna help like basketball as a whole is uh is is the ncaa women's tournament the the women's tournament has just over the past few years has been absolutely fucking fantastic and we're we're in for a real treat tonight for for those listening um we're getting caitlin clark who's like probably top top three basketball players like women basketball players in the world right now yeah her Leah boston and like maddie seagrass on on villanova versus Haley van lith in louisville and that's like that's a powerhouse game like it's gonna be that might be the best basketball game in all of march and we've had some really good games so far so yeah i i think i think it's i, I think one the NCAA tournament for as bad as it is, we're always going to love it because p- 
people love bad things, but also the NCAA women's tournament, it's only gotten better and better and better and better. And women's basketball is getting better and better and better and better. And that's good for all of us. Like I, I think the first team that will bring New York a championship for like a really in a really long time will be the New York Liberty. Let's so go. like I yeah, love like, Sabrina, bro. Let's go. She's bro, like my I love favorite Sabrina. Player. I love Stewie. I love yeah. John Quell. Awesome, love man. That team is bro. exciting. It's it's real nice. Like, and I grew up watching uh Cappy Pondexter play for the Liberty back when they were in MSG, like only putting out six thousand tickets and shit like that. Like, I can't like this is gonna be such a good matchup tonight. Bro, Liberty season's gonna be so good. I can't wait. Dude, Sabrina's shoes that just came out, elite. Like, I, I was thinking about getting myself a pair. Like, they look fun to hoop in, too. Like, I, I really like that. Bro, uh, Alana Deladon has, like, a great shoe. A great shoe. Like, love the I, support that they've been getting. Oh, yeah, dude. I, like, what if you would have told me, like, 10 years ago that women's basketball would be my favorite sport, I'd be like, what the fuck are you talking about? But, no, I NCAA and, and, and WNBA, fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I got super into it when I got into, like, Top Shop for a while. I was really into those NFTs, and, like, I started collecting a lot of WNBA players. I'm like, how am I going to collect these players and not watch? And then Sabrina became, like, immediately one of my favorites. Had to get, like, a legendary moment or whatnot. But uh, real quick, I want to shout out Haley, man. Haley Van Litt, like, yo, she got that dog in her, man. You see her in that lineup? She said, just don't play with me. Like, she 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 there. She ready, yeah. man. I'm, I'm excited to see them play tonight. I'm, I'm rooting for her at the end of the day because – uh, with the WNBA, I'm a lot with individual players. Obviously, always rocking with uh with uh the New York Liberty as well. But like, man, I I hope to see Haley have have a have a nice career, man. She she's yeah she's an exciting player. I remember Colby was giving her respect before too and whatnot. Like I, I'm excited. Yeah, she's excited. good. Good. You guys got me convinced. I'm gonna start watching way more women's basketball, dude. Start, so tonight might be the best me, entry point, me. right? Tonight might no. be mm-hmm. one of the best. Mm-hmm. Let's say Caitlin Clark, she's gonna she's gonna pull from like 32 feet like five times. That's tonight? Tonight, 10 o'clock. Oh, shit, I'm gonna see it. Their pull-up game is crazy. She pulls like, from anywhere, bro. Anywhere. Effortless. Anywhere. Effortless. Yeah, it's it's yeah. I, I'm hype. I'm hype. I'm definitely yeah. hype. It, it, yeah. it, it's it's like what you said, like college basketball, men's and women's, it's like this amazing opportunity to see these players before they really like go worldwide and blow up and you know that they're clawing and grinding for every single bucket like i know that it can have those scoreless streaks and stuff and it can be really frustrating for someone who watched the uh, nba we've seen guys like jaren fox come out and say that you know i can't i can't stand the college basketball scene because the shot making isn't there like that's the nba that's what the nba is for you know yeah. you get two games a night college basketball is one month of madness and like i know i sound like a little bit like fanboyish but it's it's just exciting it's it's oh no it's 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 so much fun like it's like it's one of those things where you don't realize how like how tired you are after it ends but you're like damn that's a lot yeah it's a worldwide debut and debuts are awesome as a wrestling fan debuts are some of the best parts of the game so yeah yeah i get that i feel like it it really does at the end of the day take like the college experience and like put it in there because that's what college was like for me man you know like lots of long nights lots of like going everywhere, putting out, like, you cannot do that at this age. I would not be able to keep up with something like that. Now it's much more like, a lot more like the NBA, where the shot making's there, you know, but can't promise the scrappiness of of, of college, man. Right, right. Who do you think is going to end up winning the the men's tournament? I know everyone had Houston. (laughs) That's gone. (laughs) But uh, who are you feeling like now? FAU. 
<laughs> can't count them out anymore, right? That's the fact totally. that they're all the way here. Right. At FAU or like either FAU or, or no, what am I saying? UConn. UConn's going to win. I, I'm oh, UConn. Shit. I was UConn. What the fuck is wrong with me? Baby. UConn's going to win. Yeah. East, baby. UConn's the best team in the tournament right now. Yeah. Actually, like statistically, yeah, but yeah, Loki, I feel the... like that. I feel like that's what might screw them over because, like, I don't know. My would... FAU's coaching staff has been, they've been, yeah, phenomenal. they're they're good, they're good. But yeah, no, um, back back to uh, um, there there was a really stupid comparison point that, that you guys um talked to me about before we started. Uh, to, <laughs> oh, to, I thought we were gonna cause... gloss over that. Okay. Oh no, 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 never because I. I didn't know this was happening until you guys told me. Yeah, so it's, now it's, it's nice to stay off Twitter sometimes, bro. I've I've had the longest weekend. I've been I've been in a strip club. I've been I I've done everything that's haram this weekend. Let, let's just <laughs> let's just leave it. <laughs> He's doing everything we can't do for us. Let's just say uh, eat, eating halal, doing haram, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my halal haram snap back out. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, talk, talk to, talk, tell, tell them about this stupid comparison that you guys were telling me about. It hurts. Basically, it hurts to even think about it or say. Go ahead. There's an account on 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 Twitter, uh, New York Basketball. They they usually put out some great content, but a lot of those accounts gotta get some interactions and whatnot. So, uh, they basically put out a comparison uh, showing. Patrick Ewing in a magic game. Uh, and I want to say, I don't remember what year it was, but uh, uh, him getting real upset at the officials, uh, kind of blowing up, uh, coming at John Starks, real upset. And the comparison was basically to make to Julius Randle's uh, blowout in, uh, in, in, in Orlando again, against with, with a guard, Emmanuel quickly up and coming guard. So uh, it just sucks. Cause we, we wrote the, the, the topic real concise and we just wrote Randall comparison to Ewing and Sid blew up he was like i'm leaving nickish today uh, what, what were you guys talking about and we had to give him some context on what, what so was like going on. the face i just made was the face that i made like when uh when i read it and so like people are gonna I, again like people are gonna see like the many faces of sid during nickish because like i'm doing like there was a point where i was playing with like a white claw can so like <laughs> so yeah um yeah, that's that's such a that's such like a weird niche thing. Like I could, you have to be like, you have to be looking for so much to be wrong to like even for that comparison to even come across your head. Because like, it did this game did this Patrick Ewing game against like the Magic even matter? Like, did were there any like meaningful stats or anything? Like, like this is the yeah. Holy shit! Like what? What the Knicks fans? I, I we got to start like a group fund for therapy or something because like this is this is bad. We can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing this to each other. We're yeah. we're ripping each other apart. And with I that, mean, I reach level a sponsorship is just... with Better Health now. I'm yeah. playing with you guys. We do need a sponsorship from Better Health, man. Shout out to them. The Knicks need Knicks fans need Let's some help. Say we we do need better help. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah, the reach level is insane. I don't even think that clip had a date to it, so we can't look it up. I think they just somehow found it in the archives where they're like, oh, go figure. Ewing is also complaining to a ref during a magic game. Here's Randall doing it. How are you guys complaining about Randall and not like it it makes no sense to compare a top 50 player to Randall? It's completely different situations, different scenarios, different like 
I don't know. It's, it's just I mean, asinine the approach that some some people will go by. I mean, I don't know. Say so you you drop that top fifty. I don't know, man. Uh, Julius Randle is just left-handed LeBron James. If we're if we're being honest. So. <laughs> <laughs> Again, if we had Randall's last name was Randolovich, maybe he would have been a top fifty player. Man, these guys go crazy. Like, hey, hey, man, Mark Cuban might have might have wanted to might have wanted to talk to us a little bit longer. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, never discount the 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 Jamaican uncle inside of Patrick Ewing. Okay, like he he is completely justified in in. You ever seen him in the NCAA tournament? You ever practiced that shot? You ever? That's one of my favorite Patrick Ewing. Oh books, yeah, man. like <laughs> yeah. Shout shout out to to Big Pat. I I love Pat. I I hope he is is he allowed in the garden now? <laughs> like is is he allowed to come back? I think he was always allowed. Yeah, I, I think, think he was they, always they allowed. Bad, uh, Charles, I think it was Oakley. He was the only one uh, was that bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who I don't think is allowed. Yes, yeah, I think I, I think they tried still. to settle, and Oakley's like, "Nah, fuck that." I good think for Oak. I could be completely yeah. wrong. Good, good but... for Oak, man. Fuck the Knicks. <laughs> as, as we are, as we are on a Knicks podcast. <laughs> yeah, dude. Fuck, fuck, yeah, those fuck words are those words are spoken just by Sid. Oh yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> just they're not represented. Uh, Sid, yeah, Sid's Sid thoughts and uh, words do not represent the Knicks brand and anything that the Knicks stands for. Like, gotta have a disclaimer before every episode. Especially now that's done. <laughs> yeah, because I'm trying to go to these playoff games. I'm not trying to get shadow banned or banned over there. I'm trying to. Since like I don't live in there. New York, I don't go fuck with you guys. Gotta go oh shit! I forgot that like enough people listen to this. Where that? Oh shit! Uh, <laughs> the uh, I America. I would just like to say that uh, I apologize for my words against the Knicks, and uh, I am a Tom Thibodeau stan. <laughs> listen, at the end of the day, Tim Dole always... is the god. Just I always tell everyone put. before they go to their first Knicks game, I don't ever want to go with you because uh, you got to lose your first Knicks game at the Garden. That that's like tradition. And if you don't say fuck the Knicks, you're not really a Knicks fan. Like at the end of the day, you yeah, got to be frustrated. A that little might bit. be like in my top. Like if I had like a top five or a top ten list of like words I use, fuck the Knicks would probably like be like sequentially like eight, nine, and ten. <laughs> you, you, you can only feel that level of passion towards the Knicks if you actually love them, you know. So you, you can't feel that if you. you We've know? gotten so disgustingly off topic. Wally Zerbiak, I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Tyrese Halliburton. That's what I gotta say. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Uh yeah, we gotta end this before <laughs> before we get uh before we get banned from from uh, from the internet. Yeah, yo, real quick, the Knicks are playing the Rockets tomorrow. If the Knicks, if if Randall could rest this game, do you guys think he should? Because these games are all very important, and if, if they lose, it could go completely different direction. But what do you? How do you guys feel about him? Obviously, there's no report of him potentially even resting. But like, if he could. Would you rather he rests even with Brunson out, or does he need to play for us to beat the Rockets in commanding fashion? Uh, hey man, play basketball. You know, one one bad well, one bad game doesn't mean you set out the next one. And he is, he is getting a little fatigued, and I think that's playing yeah, a role to yeah, everything else. Yeah. Um. I I don't think we need him to beat the the Rockets. I don't know. I, okay. I don't that, think that was watched. like part of the question. Do you guys think we we yeah. need him to? I, I don't think we need him, but like, if he's gonna have a good game and like play, that that would be nice to see. Just to like calm people down, just because mm-hmm. people love to to do this 
about like about like one bad game and everything like that. So yeah, I, I don't think we need them. Uh, I couldn't tell you anything about the Rockets other than they'll probably have James Harden and Vic Wembanyama on their roster next year. So like, <laughs> that's that's all I got about the about the Rockets. I don't think we'd need him, and I'd hope we don't need him, but uh, I think we employ the wrong coach for any of this even, like, discourse to even happen. Like, yeah. if Randall's not injured, there's no way. Even if he is injured, if it's just, like, a, like a, he, a tweak or something. He still might play. Yeah, he yeah. might play. So I don't think yeah. there's any reason to even, like, consider it. But I, I, if we were, like, one of those load management teams, sure, yeah, like, I wouldn't mind him not playing just to get some rest, get a mental health day or whatever. But, Again, I think we talked about it earlier on the pod. I think it might be a better opportunity to, for Randall to beat up on a bad team and, you know, get his confidence going and get the rest of the team's confidence going, yeah. you know, because uh, I know that we have an easy schedule coming up, but a lot of these games could be a little bit pivotal. We got a game against Miami, so that could be one of the tiebreakers between the, the fourth and fifth, fifth and sixth, whatever the seating goes. And then um, uh, we, we play the Pacers twice, so I know that. Oh, we got the Cavs too. We got the Cavs. That's an important game, and I know that oh, we are. I I I hope they they air the Cavs. I I need that like I need air. Right. So you want to see that, and I know the Pacers were just kind of overlooking them because they're not even in the playing tournament or anything. But the Knicks and Pacers have like a pretty fierce rivalry, so a lot of those guys, Tyrese Halliburton, are getting up to play those games. So I think uh, using this uh, again, using the Rockets game as like a launching pad to. Get get the team ready for what's up, what's to come. I think it'd be a great opportunity. So I I hope he plays. Well put. All right, and that wraps up this episode of Nickish. Make sure you guys follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Nickish NYC, and follow us on all podcasting platforms. Give us that five star review, and make sure to check out our website nick ishcom And yeah, until next time, take care. Peace. Peace. Later.